0: If you want this podcast free of ads, follow us now on patreon.com forward slash David McWilliams.
1: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together.
2: economic indicators who knows where this is going to end up
0: to understand the economy you have to understand human nature
2: this podcast is powered by Acast.
0: what's the crack it's the podcast john and i are talking about bad names for bands but I'm Shocking telling you, names, yeah. this, this new band that I've been listening to. What's the name of them again? I, I can't know. remember. You see, that's the problem. Kr- Krungbin, which is apparently Thai for airplane, but it's really good stuff.
2: Right. It's great stuff. It's we might play stuff. a little we bit might, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, Ed? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. A little bit of a fuzzy head. Were you out? No, I wasn't out. I, was, I was in doing a wine tasting, a Northern Rome Over wine. Over Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine, Michael, you know, Mark. My yeah. good mate. Uh, it's his birthday, but he bought me this thing where... It's one of those losers bottles, who buy somebody else Three presents. gorgeous bottles of wine arrived at the door. And then you log on to this... It was Eli. And you log on to this thing. And it was a class on Northern Rhone wines, no less. No less. <laughs> well, did you read the headline in the paper over the weekend that because of the
0: cold snap, which it has been very cold, that 90% of the wine in certain regions in France... Will be gone this year because oh, all the buds and all the flowers have been frozen last week. Oh, geez. That'd be awful for you. It's a big wine, hadn't you?
2: It'd be awful for you, too. <laughs> I was that's bad. Yeah, no, that's it's bad. real bad. Well, there you go. So, prices are going to shoot up? Prices are going to shoot up in the uh, next couple of years for the for, for, 2021 vintage. Look, look, listen to the pair of us. <laughs> Far from this, the 2021
0: vintage, we were rare. What's, what's rocking your world, my man?
2: Well, I tell you what. Let's get straight into it. Last week, you started banging on as you do about Janet Yellen.
0: I did, and
2: you dropped that bombshell about her calling for a twenty percent across the board. This is big, sorry. Yeah, and then we spoke to our friend that we've had on before, Adam Posen from the Peterson Institute. Yeah, dropped another bombshell. And this is just—we're going to go to the, the interview in a little bit. But let me just play this and one I, I, clip. I'll
0: just tell you who Adam Posen is, John. First, we we've chatted before, but just give him a bit of context. This guy is the Peterson Institute is the world's number one global economic think tank, based in Washington. Yeah, Adam is the director, not only of the biggest think tank, but he's also talking to the people who make the decisions in the states.
2: What the Yellons and the like.
0: Yeah, they're all, it's the beltway. You know, they talk about Washington, the beltway. It's, it's where policy is made, it's where people talk to each other, et cetera. This is what he had to say about the impact and the significance of Biden's move on taxation, the 20% corporation tax for Ireland. So roll it there, Colette. What does this mean?
3: It means Ireland's had a very good run and now you're going to have to adapt to something else. Um, and
2: and that's just the reality. Now, that frightens the living daylights out of me. I need you to explain to me what this actually means, where, what is it? Well, okay, we know what it means for Ireland, clearly from what Adam says, and we'll get to the full interview in a little bit, but what does it actually mean? How can America impose a tax like that on our own tax well, regime. Well, no,
0: I hear you. I hear you. But the unpleasant thing is the Americans can impose, if they decide to go down the multilateral route, you know, Americans are the ones who impose the dollar as the global reserve currency after the Second World War. The IMF using the dollar as the global economic policy instrument. The World Bank using the dollar as the World Bank. Yeah.
2: So, it's, a, when, it's our currency, but it's your problem. Exactly.
0: John yeah. Connolly, yeah. <laughs> who was clearly one of ours, but it was Nixon's uh, finance guy. Yeah. And he said it TG started to stand when the French were up in their arms, right? So the problem is when America decides to turn, it's, a, it's about this idea of, in all politics and economics, John, one of the more critical things is the hegemon. To use that word, which is the country that actually is the ballast, that changes things. So for example, in OPEC, the hegemon is Saudi Arabia. What it says actually goes because it's the swing producer. Now, when America wants to involve itself in the world, even with China emerging as a competitor, American hegemony means that what America says goes. And if America changes its mind and decides to go with something, most countries come in behind it. Now, on the issue of tax, unfortunately, most countries, unfortunately for Ireland, most big countries have a vested interest in a. Flat tax rate. And the reason is the following that the way in which we raise taxes in Ireland is disproportionate to our demographics, to our population, right? right? So, what the French have always argued is the likes of Amazon, you need to pay tax in France if that little package comes in the door of a French door, right? Okay. But Ireland argued no, no, no. Amazon could set up an Ireland. So, all the profits of Amazon could be booked. Made in France, but booked in Ireland. Okay. And that's what pisses
2: off the French. So it's it's where are they actually doing their business. It's where they're doing their business. So
0: for the last 20 years, we have managed to be able to operate a global tax system, which was definitely a little bit of beggar my neighbour. Right? There's no doubt of that. And what Joe Biden has said is that's not going to happen anymore. So the interesting thing is, Lots of the stuff that Biden does is, I think, very, very, it's, it's actually really impressive, right? Mm. On, on the fiscal side and on the monetary side and spending money, but also Biden is not a corporate guy, right? So the Americans always jaundiced their policy towards corporations, right? Mm. Now Biden is saying, Look, I'm for the guy in the street. My, the guy in the street is my man. And part of that is bringing the tax revenue home. So the question then is what happens to a country like Ireland? Because we traditionally got about six to seven billion in corporate taxation receipts in Ireland. Now, that's a lot for a country of four and a half, nearly five million people, right? Right. The question then is now there's two things if the tax rate goes up, the Irish tax take will go up too, right? Because they'll be paying 20% if we're forced to. But the question then is we're a sovereign nation. So I'm trying to figure out how the United States can impose a taxation on us, when given the United States. Think about the American independence. American, the whole American republic was based on not paying tax to a foreign country. Think about it. right? yeah. yeah. The Boston Tea Party. Remember that? Sure. They threw yeah. the tea in the sea because they didn't want to pay tax on the tea. Yeah. Right. To the king. So they were basically saying to the Brits, "We don't want to pay tax." To you, because we've no representation in your parliament, yeah. so remember that idea is no taxation without representation that was their slogan i'm not sure how the Americans will force countries into changing their tax rates just yet I, mean, I, can't, I can't yeah see well, the, that's the I bit I can't I'm, see the mechanism
2: yeah but that's the bit that I'm stuck on because we're a sovereign nation we set our own taxes, and it's what small countries do it's our, it's our yeah. only kind of way of bringing capital in
0: and making it cheaper. I think we should actually talk about that. I mean, the the question then is, does the American government penalise American corporations for operating in low-tax jurisdictions? I find that quite difficult
2: to understand that they were going to do that or how they're going to do it. It, it. It reminds me of a conversation we had with Marla Marla Dukaran, oh,
0: yeah, quite a while ago. Yeah,
2: and she was really pissed off about it. Really pissed off. And she was talking about how the EU imposes sanctions and tariffs. And blacklists. And blacklists on these small countries that try to use their their tax regime as a tool, you know, but like yeah. us, to actually attract foreign direct investment.
0: Could they do that? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, America is still an unbelievably powerful country. And of course they could, they could have blacklists and they could have not so much sanctions, but they would make it very explicit. Difficult for, for I mean, American companies. But I think the big takeaway now for Ireland is that when America changes its mind, it usually gets what it wants. That's the thing. And if it wants now for American corporations to be lined up under a 20% tax rate, that's going to happen. That's just going to happen because American companies, by and large, do what the State Department tells them, because they realise that their bread is buttered by the American state. Nobody wants to be a pariah company. Nobody. Mm. And large American companies, particularly in this patriotic sort of age, don't necessarily want to be the ones to wave their two fingers at the Treasury.
2: Exactly. And by the way, we're talking to Marla oh, yes we are, yeah. uh, on Thursday about the feminization of the economy yeah Which one is a the, really interesting one of chat. the
0: huge trends that we're seeing one of the very very positive trends is the feminization of economics of the economy not economics of yeah. the society and the economy and the gradual movement of power towards women yeah fascinating stuff anyway you talk about Adam there you yeah. enjoy that we talked to him earlier on here's the full chat that we had for Irish people it's not that comfortable Alan, just briefly, it came as quite a shock, I think, to people in this country, the Biden move, and was articulated by Yellen there as well last week, that the United States wants a flat 20, or maybe is it 22% corporation tax rate across the board for all companies. What does this mean?
3: It means Ireland's had a very good run, and now you're going to have to adapt to something else. And and that's just the reality. This has been I warned people or forecast starting a few months ago that the people are going to be surprised by how fast the Biden team moved on international tax, and they have to. They they basically have to. They have to for political and revenue reasons. And, you know, not just Ireland, but the Netherlands, the British Cayman Islands, um, Luxembourg. You guys have had a very good run for a few decades of this, but it's going to be over.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Hold on a second. Let me just take this for two seconds. What does it mean in practice? Let's just consider explaining this. You have a company like, let's say, Microsoft. Microsoft's big operation here. I'm just using Microsoft, it could be Google, could be Apple, could be Pfizer. It yeah, could I was about to be, say, it could be a pharmaceutical could be company. A big far, let, let, let's, take, let's take Viagra. Okay, let's, take, let's talk about Viagra, okay?
3: Please. Right? Let's talk about the company, not about Viagra.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> anyway, so Viagra is made, lots and lots of Viagra are made by Pfizer in Cork, right down the road here, right? It pays, I presume it avails of the 12.5% tax rate here. What happens to Pfizer, a large American corporation, actually a substantial and important American corporation? What happens in the new Biden world to the Irish operation? Explain that to me.
3: I don't think it matters that much immediately to the employment of people in the production facility in Cork or wherever. The, The fact is the reason that Pfizer or whoever is Microsoft, Google, Is so big in Ireland is not because they're actually employing a lot of people in Ireland, they're employing a lot of people in Ireland so they can have a shell in which to shift the tax the tax liability, in which they can say, well, our intellectual property is actually owned in Ireland, or our RD operation is actually in Ireland, and therefore 90% of our profits are in Ireland, so it gets taxed at a 12.5% rate, rather than 90% of our profits being in the US. And so in the end, this is going to mean a big deal for Irish government tax revenues and all the spillovers that you get from that, because essentially Ireland's not going to get to claim a disproportionate share of global profits in the pharmaceutical industry or global profits in the digital network industry, uh, and tax that at a low rate. But you know, again, I I, I don't mean to be Callous about this, but it's like you've had a very good run. Um, you've gotten to do this for a few decades because basically the U.S. was unwilling to join up with other countries, unwilling to move to a territorial system, which would allow you to say uh, there's a minimum tax in each place, and you got to meet that. The one thing I would say though is you talked about some numbers like twenty-two, twenty-five percent. I think in reality it's going to be fifteen to seventeen or eighteen percent.
0: Yeah, when it all when all the jiggery pokery and all the negotiations. Yeah, are...
3: I mean, by the time it gets done, if God willing, gets done. And so that's why I'm saying it won't be necessarily enormously fast change for yeah. Ireland. It's our our like... budget
0: deficit won't blow out of control overnight, is what you're saying.
3: No, but it will grow.
0: Yeah, because we it mean we, we, we take I mean Ireland takes about eight or nine billion, maybe more incorporation tax off a of population for 4.9 million. That's a lot of money. It's a hell of a lot of money and it's a hell of a and, lot of, and, it's a lot of schools. It's a lot it's of hospitals. Just, and, that's know, a lot of, you know,
3: I think. And again, it's not just Ireland. It's also the Netherlands. It's also Luxembourg. It's also these real havens like British Cayman Islands. And, it's just too bad, folks, uh, because the, basically the US had mistakenly for a long time been thinking, well, it's more important that a Pfizer or an Apple or a Microsoft or whoever, because they're nominally US headquartered, that they get to avoid paying taxes and nothing threatens their primacy. They thought that was, Mary just thought that was more important. What happened was the Europeans and usefully the French stood up and said, well, we're going to do digital taxation to make sure that the digital companies, the Amazons, actually have to pay something even if they're they're a huge business here and they're not paying anything. And the US, Amazon, these other companies counted on the idea that the US government would in the end say, oh, don't go after our national champions. You're just jealous. You don't have an Amazon in Europe. But the Biden administration, Secretary Yellen at the Treasury, I think wisely decided that's not really doing much for the U.S. What we need is our fair share of taxation. So I think this is going to move fast.
0: Adam, we will leave it there. There's a chill in the room. I can sense a chill. Well, listen, it's great to talk to you and uh, we'll talk to you again very soon.
3: Thanks for having me back, David. It's great to talk
0: time now ladies and gentlemen please you had a good time now it's time to go lights on at the disco it is a lights on at the disco yeah, moment isn't it exactly. it's like
1: oh my god he's got red hair
0: anyway that's another thing
2: bet you got that a lot did
0: you all oh, the time man it's the it's the the disaster of the Redzer at the teenage disco when you're a kid right and you're trying so hard and you're being witty and engaging and you're just freaked out that the lights will come on suddenly yeah. and then she goes oh my god
2: you yeah. got red hair. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just I, after hour. you see, you never had this when you were fifteen. After you know, just before the national anthem, the lights yeah. come on. And the they all, scarpered. Yeah, and they I'm all left,
2: left you and came over my direction. Like,
0: absolutely, <laughs> exactly. The He Man and me with my red fro in the middle of the, the middle of the
2: thing. Anyway, it's a red fro moment, right? For it sure album. is. Okay. So tell us then. I, I still, I'm, I'm still really stuck with this. Like. We charge- I'm stuck with this too. <laughs> <laughs> but you can diet at least. <laughs> exactly. Diet. Fanta exactly. pants.
0: No, no, stop it. Move along. You're getting... Sorry for John. He's very giddy today.
2: <laughs> so come here. Like, I, I still need this explained to me. We charge, our corporate tax rate is 12.5%.
0: Yeah. That's not going to change. That's not going to change because we're not going to harmonize up. Yeah.
2: Right. So we, we might even take two Americans, fingers we to might say to then. the Americans,
0: yeah, we're all for harmonization, harmonize down. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we, we could drop our tax returns. No, so. I, we could. But I think, let's, I think what's going to happen is the entire mood music in corporate America will change as a result of this. Right. There'll be lots of to and fro, and in Wall Street won't like it. See, this is all part of Joe Biden's implicit anti Wall Street. Idea. So in America, you hear them talk about Main Street, which is the guy on the street, or the woman on the street, and Wall Street, which is the elites, right? Yeah. Now, of course, Wall Street wants low taxes for corporations. Why? Because low taxes for corporations drive up share prices. Because it means that the shareholder gets more back, not the government, from every corporation. Right. So Wall Street has always been behind low corporate taxes. And crazily, Wall Street has always been behind quite high Employment taxes, because it meant that the returns to profits... Remember last week we were talking about yep, profits yep, and, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So... That all makes sense, yeah. So
0: look at this in the round. What Biden's doing, he's delivering on his blue-collar average guy agenda. Right. And anything, believe me, anything that severs or cuts the Wall Street-Washington corridor, which was this sort of corridor between Wall Street and Washington that was set up more or less by Clinton, where... Heads of Goldman Sachs ended up being heads of the Treasury, mm. where advisors who were, you know, corporate advisors ended up being Treasury advisors. It was this really cozy cartel. It was almost like a revolving door.
2: That yeah. you, you, this, ironically, this is the stuff that Trump complained about as well. But he never did it. Yes, so, yeah. And he came at it from a very different angle anyway. But it was the same kind of language. It's stuff. the
0: same sort of language, but <laughs> Biden's doing it. So mm. Biden has said, mm. I am going to break the link between the banking finance world and the real economy and the government. And how I'm going to do this is I'm going to orchestrate many policies that will elevate the average guy and denigrate the rich guy. And I'm going to keep doing this. This is one of those policies. Now, very interestingly, the Bretton Woods Conference. Do you remember the Bretton Woods Conference? That set up the IMF, set up the World Bank. Keynes was, Keynes was
2: the man there, wasn't he? You know who was
0: banned from the Bretton Woods conference? Who? What? Bankers, representatives oh. of the finance industry, because Harry Truman, who was the American president, mm. said we cannot have these guys too close to government. Very interesting. Right. People don't know yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
2: so to get back to our tax, right? That didn't last long.
0: It lasted for about forty years. So from about nineteen forty-eight. To about 1978, about 30 years, the influence on banking and finance on American economic policy was almost zero. Then Reagan came in with Paul Vocker, and ah, that all changed. Right. Right. Okay. So, but let's let's go back to our tax. So Biden is delivering on his policy. Part of that is to have a flat tax, an equitable, fair tax on corporation profits. Yeah. This focuses on Ireland profoundly. Because Ireland, and I really think it's totally legitimate, when you're a poor country, you don't have capital. That's why you're poor. So how do you actually get capital in? This is to give you some rationale for yeah. Ireland's policy. Mm. You've got to say, okay, if we've no capital of our own and we've lots of labor, which is what Ireland had. So in the 1940s, 50s and 60s, what did we do? We exported people because we had loads of them in And we tried to build capital. But what actually happened was the capital base of Ireland got smaller and smaller and smaller. So we exported people. That's what happens when you emigrate, is that the balance between capital and labor is unbalanced towards labor, right? Right. So then we decided in the 80s, we've got to figure some other trick out here. So we said, let's cut the taxes. And what cutting taxes does is it makes it attractive for other people to invest capital here because it makes Deployment of capital cheap. Sure, we got to a stage amazingly where there was more American multinational investment in Ireland. This is about ten years ago than there was in Brazil, China, Russia, and India combined. Wow! Right, which is that's absolutely- so achievement. Yeah. So <laughs> so let's not underestimate and undersell what happened here. It was a totally profound change of the capital base. Now I know lots of people on the left say you're a tax haven. And they say, tax the corporates. Because it feels good. It feels right. And lots of people on the right say, no, we're entirely sovereign and and we can do whatever we want. Mm. Now, usually the reality is in the middle somewhere. And I think the reality here is going to be, Ireland's going to have to reimagine our economic model, much more so than almost any other country. Because... In, in, In what way? Well, because, let's say, and Adam said there, he thought at the end it'll be about 16%. Mm. You know, there'll be, there'll be give and take or whatever. Yeah. We will then have to figure out the American corporations who operate here will have to pay 16% tax. Now, maybe they'll pay 12% to us and 4% to America. That could be worked out that, that way. Right. By the, a surplus, right? We'll see what happens, right?
2: Well, I Sorry, just hold up there. So they're going to pay some of their tax that they earned in Ireland. To another country. To the country of their domicile. But... Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, John. I
0: think... That doesn't make sense to me. It's not that it doesn't make sense. I also think it won't really work. You see, we've always said that economics is like evolution, right? That it's an organic idea, that you change one thing here and then something changes. What we know is that nobody pays more tax than they absolutely have to right sure but this just these are these are facts right yeah i've never met someone said jesus i'll pay more tax this year for the crack right it doesn't work like that so everybody's in the lower tax game and i think there will be all sorts of various schemes whatever to pay less tax but let's also assume that the world is changing the bias of the states has changed so then you think okay what do we do if we have attracted in lots and lots of capital based on taxation? And that trick is taken away from us in some way, mm. right? Or it becomes quite shameful for a corporation to be involved in tax arbitrage. You know, it actually becomes bad for their brand, you know, bad for their corporate social responsibility. And suddenly you see the world changes.
2: Yeah, well, that perception would be quite easy to change, I'm sure. Very
0: easy. And- I mean, you, you, you wouldn't want to be working for PwC here or one of those big consultancies who basically facilitate all the tax jiggery-pokery. That, I would think, would be quite worrying for them because a huge part of their business is servicing the clients who are the American corporations. But let's look at the the country, right? It means you've got to reimagine what the country does for a living, right? Now, it doesn't mean that Ireland's going to go back to the 70s or 80s or 90s, right? Because already the companies are here. So the question then is, what are the things that we have got to do to compensate For the loss of attraction that is the tax. So we need, ironically, we'd need more immigrants and cleverer immigrants. We need more access and open markets to the EU. And we need also to fix the housing issue. And it comes back Mm, to this idea, because if Ireland loses tax competitiveness, it certainly can't be uncompetitive anywhere else. So in actual fact, I would say the big impetus now should be the state to say, okay, the world is changing. We're not sure what it's going to be like in five years, but it's not going to be as it is now. Right. So what can we do to make Ireland still this trading warehouse where people and capital and ideas come to set up here? Yeah. I mean, we, we heard John Collison the other day saying, they're going to create a thousand jobs here. Not because of tax, but because they believe the graduates will be here. We have access to the EU, yeah. etc. Yeah. So it's a good place yeah. to be. But we've got to sell that more than just the tax now. And I think you look at history, all small countries need to do two things. One is you always need to trade with the outside world. You can never get rich trading with yourself because we're too small. Yeah. So you've got to get other people's money. That's the first thing. And the second thing is you've got to build companies or host companies that are capable of doing this. Now, my fear, when I look at the way the world works now, John, is that there is a tendency, a profound tendency towards monopoly. In markets. This is something that really worries me. But isn't that the natural order of capitalism? Well, yes and no because capitalism is obviously based on competition. That this is our Schumpeterian world, yeah. the relentless scales of competition, right? And uh, so if a product is good, it'll be copied, it'll be mimicked, it'll be, you know, humans are, what, what humans are is we are fantastic imitators. Yeah. Humans imitate. That's what we do, we copy all the time. That's part of human but, but when a company is,
2: is is doing well, you know, it seeks to eradicate the the competition. competition by either buying them up or putting them out of business or one way or the other. So you naturally end up with a a mono or a type of monopoly.
0: Well, up until recently, that wasn't the case. I'm always intrigued as if you look at, for example, the top ten global companies in nineteen eighty and the top 10, let's say, Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. the top 10 now. Even the top 10 in 1990, the top 10 in 2000. Are they very different? They're completely different. Oh, right. They're completely different, right? So there is an amazing churn in economics and finance and and, and corporations. But my sense of the point is, there is a tendency towards monopoly now, and I think it's driven by the internet. I'm not too sure exactly what it's driven by, but I can see it that behemoths are emerging that are so big. And what that means is that, countries that are not involved in the business of the behemoths, the huge, huge companies, and I'm talking Google and Facebook and these Mm -hmm. type of companies, will find it difficult to stay afloat. Or not afloat, but stay in the game. And then you think, is it possible to create those companies from a small country? Do we have the technology? Do we have the individuals? Do we have the capital? All those things that have to come together and the spark of innovation. And I think it's going to be harder and harder in the future. So therefore, small countries like Ireland have to acquire a bit of those companies in order to be in that business, which we did extremely well. And I think if you look at the difference between an Ireland, let's say, and a Portugal, Mm. you know, everyone says, oh, joining the European Union made a big difference. Or an Ireland and one of the smaller Central European countries. Why did we grow much quicker? wasn't because we were in the eu it's because we had something else and that something else was the american involvement here so what we need to do is need to keep them here irrespective of our tax rate and what that demands is that we we reconfigure an idea of what ireland is now i've always been a big believer in the city-state model the hanseatic Remember, i told you yeah 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 Yeah. the the, the hanseatic (laughs) league or or florence in the middle ages or even shanghai I've, I've been intrigued by Shanghai between 1920 and 1947, John. This is my, right. This is my thesis, right?
2: Excellent, go on. Right.
0: So Shanghai ends up being, remember we did our bit of Chinese history. So we did the, yeah. we did the, the opium wars, then the Boxer Revolution. Yeah. Okay. All the while, the world is trying to get into China and the Chinese are saying, no, we don't want to buy any of yeah. your stuff.
2: Don't need your stuff. We
0: don't need your stuff. But what they did need was a window in the world to get Chinese goods out. And Shanghai was their window in the world. And Shanghai was created by extraordinary, energetic, unusual, entrepreneurial Brits, French, Italians, Russians, all sorts came there. And they were given almost franchises to trade with China. And it was maybe one of the most fascinating periods of industrial and urban innovation. Shanghai, this and of course then Mao came in and got rid of all that, carry on, right? But the model was be open, be liberal, be tolerant, be innovative, encourage dissent, encourage weirdos, encourage all sorts of people because what makes economics click, what makes the world click are the dissenters, are the people who say, no, I'm not doing it this way, I'm Mm. doing it that way, are the sort of How would you describe them? It's like difficult people make the world go round, right? (laughs) They do. People who've got this odd view of the world, right? Innovative people, dissenting people. What Shanghai did in the 1920s, what Amsterdam did in the 1620s. Yeah. Okay. What Florence did in the 1320s when our boy Dante was yeah. pissed off because he was kicked out of Florence. We'll talk about Dante again one day. <laughs> he the you it's the 700th anniversary of Dante's death this year?
2: Is it indeed? Yes. Have we got a date on that? We have.
0: We have. It's a, it's a July date. So oh, we, right. will, we will have a little Dante flourish.
2: Uh, well, if we're out of lockdown, maybe we should go to Florence.
0: Wouldn't that be lovely? But the key thing is all these great cities, all these great entrepreneurial entrepots had one thing in common. They were open. They were liberal They were tolerant and they saw the world as their oyster. They created the tolerant background noise for people to have a go, to respect the idea of having a go. But all of them faced out to the world. That was the key. They said, the world is our oyster. We're not cloistered inside looking at just our neighbors and this sort of thing. We're going to look at the world. And if we do that, if we do that, I can't think of any other European country that is as well placed, despite the American tax move of taking advantage of globalization of the American say 2.0, 3.0, which is going to emerge in the next 20 years. So we have nothing to fear, but clearly what we've got to figure out is how we position ourselves. And the worst thing we can do is look inward now. We've got to keep looking outward. And then I think Ireland's going to be fine.